it's very much a Saved by the Bell episode. Yeah, I guess. So what we're saying is that it sucks from the fucking beginning. <laughs> when I'm torrenting on recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Turn the one more switch and make the show sit right. Hello and welcome to Saved by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast which reviews every episode of Saved by the Bell, even the tangentially related ones, because now our listeners are paying us to do so. Genitally. Yeah, I think it's tangentially, isn't it? You just said genitally. Genitals. Did I? Did I say it that way on purpose? I think you said transgenitally. No, they're like tan genitals, like you didn't wear a Speedo when you went to the tanning (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Austin Gorton, and with me in Minneapolis, not Indianapolis, is... Uh, David Bitsenoffer. My genitals are tan enough, I don't have to go to the tan genital salon. Uh, listening to the pipes in Portland, we have... (laughs) Carolyn Maine. (laughs) And I'm just starting to get some sun, you know, the season has really come through. Mm. I'm adjusting to the vitamin D and the very tanness of what I've got going on. So you have, genitals... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, any other time of the year, they would be very, very, very pale. <laughs> bright, bright white, like Casper the Ghost's vagina. Pretty much you can't even see it because it's so bright. <laughs> it looks like overexposed film. It's just yeah. like a white It just blur. burns your retinas and you pass out. And finally, hanging out at Camp Wannabe, tanning his genitals, we have... Ryan Alexander Tanner, and my genitals are none of your business. And for the record, my genitals are uh, white like a snowman's balls. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our genitals are everybody's business. Yes. This week, we are reviewing Good Morning, Miss Bliss, Episode 1, Summer Love, in which Zach, whom we're chronologically meeting for the first time, is already up to his adult self's trick of lying to women <laughs> to get them to date him. This time, he's pretending to be a ninth grader, which really seems kind of tame compared to some of the later things he'll do. But then his summer fling shows up at school, and he's busted. Meanwhile, Mr. Belding really wants Miss Bliss, who this series is ostensibly about, to go to a PTA meeting. But she can't, because she has a date. But really, she's just dating her students. That's creepy, Austin. Well, that's kind of what they get at. <laughs> this is uh, this is the first of our, not only of our Miss Bliss episodes, but the first of our Indiegogo sponsored bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. We are talking about this series because a small subset of our listeners with a little bit of extra money have paid us well, to. Well, one person had a lot of bit of extra money. It was interesting. That's true. This is really down to one specific person who really put us over this threshold. That's how these things go. It's always one person gives you all the money. Thanks, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like, a, it's kind of like a Star Wars Episode One kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> Would you say this is the worst of it all? Uh, yes, of all of the iterations of Saved by the Bell that I have seen, so not the new class, this is the stuff I have always been the least interested this in. This is the most, like, grown when it's, uh, rerun. Yes, this is the way you feel, Ryan, when you see a Malibu Sands come on. Yeah. That's how I feel when I see the fucking, 
Hi, everybody. Here's an episode from when I was in junior well, high. Does like, it happen before or after the credits? Well, I watched this on Netflix, and they just didn't have that. Yeah, I just remember the credits always had Miss Bliss on them. Like, uh, I can't even think of her name at the moment. Haley Mills. Mills. Yeah, Haley Mills, of course. She's the only famous person ever to be on <laughs> any of these shows. Well, I thought somebody was famous, but then they weren't. American treasure, Haley Mills. Yeah, that's so the, that's... she's from The Parent Trap, right? Yeah. Yes. And she's the first one in the opening credits, and every time you see it, I'm just like, ugh. And then, then you actually have the serious question of, am I actually going to watch this episode, or yep. should I actually look for something else? Like, should I like, do my homework? Yeah. Or, like, How far away is the remote? Can, like, can I reach it without getting up? Experiment with drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did drugs for the first time because I didn't want to watch a Miss Bliss episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess for anybody who for some reason doesn't know what we're talking about, this series originally aired not as Saved by the Bell, but as Good Morning, Miss Bliss on the Disney Channel. And it lasted its season, and it wasn't much of a success. But Peter Engel, our old friend Dork Omelette, had a boner for this idea of a bunch of kids at this school. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, not Peter Engel, Brandon Tartikoff, whom we met in the Don't Do Drugs episode. He taught us not to do drugs. Yes. He persuaded the other NBC executives to give the show a chance, and so they kind of retooled it, and it became Saved by the Bell. Then, in syndication, they repackaged the Good Morning Miss Bliss episodes as Saved by the Bell episodes, with teenage Zach giving a little shout-out to the audience about, hey, here's what happened when we were in junior high. And it doesn't quite add up because it takes place in Indiana. And it's the same school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the sets are mostly the same, mm-hmm. just a little bit, you know, colored paint and stuff. So that means that some of the cast moved from Indiana to California when we go to Bayside, including Bell Dog. <laughs> yes, including their... He was so in love with Zach, he moved across the country well, with him. Well, the, there is a theory out there, a fan theory, so it's not really anything to take seriously, that, uh... The Miss Bliss episodes is actually the true reality of the Saved by the Bell universe, and everything that happens afterwards is just all in Zach's imagination. Because suddenly, after this season, it's all about him. He's in California now. He's the coolest kid in school. And, you know, everyone loves Zach. And so it's like almost like a daydream of his. From And so he has some of his classmates with him, but then others he just makes up, like the hottest girl on the planet is suddenly interested in him. <laughs> I buy. I buy it. It all checks out. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and uh, maybe we'll we'll return to this as we go. But I feel like the show does kind of convince you that these kids in this premise are sort of worth salvaging. Like, yeah, the quality of these young actors' performance. I feel like just that there was something there, you know. Yeah, and I'll yeah. say the thing about the Miss Bliss episodes and why, and as I think about it, why I dislike them is because they're so heavily focused on Miss Bliss, and she's one of the most uninteresting characters just ever, I guess. Like, she is super boring, and so getting rid of her as a part of this doesn't hurt this. Yeah, I haven't seen these in forever, like a really long time now, and I had forgotten, 
And now I remember that I wish that one element they had kept around is Milo. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Milo. Milo's I have some, great. <laughs> I have some things to say about Milo. Milo featured in some fan fiction that my dude got really into when he was doodling. <laughs> I'll have some things to tell you about that later, too. You're very interested. And I thought Milo was really famous for, like, two minutes. No. Was he in other things? Uh, he I... looks like a guy who does. Oh. And he was in a couple of... Yeah, Austin knows. This is David, we'll get to of some of the things. Racist, and I'm just saying, like, all black he people looks like look alike. one so, specific but... black guy that I like a lot. Yeah, he was the entire cast of A Living Color. <laughs> <laughs> um, Except for Jim Carrey. Or was he Jim Carrey, too? No, of course not. That's how good an actor he <laughs> Can you is. tell him apart? <laughs> um... Couple of other wacky notes about this one. Just to confuse matters even more, if you're watching along at home, this is considered season one of Saved by the Bell on Netflix. Right. See, this and is all the Netflix bitching coming back around. Yep. Right, well, right. These are the only ones I don't have on DVD. So. Yeah, me too. I don't believe this has ever gotten a DVD release. Oh, really? Yeah. That's probably why I don't have them on DVD. Exactly. Because <laughs> let's be honest, Ryan, we would have bought them on DVD. We would have been like, well, I have all the rest. Exactly. Of them, you know? And it's also worth noting that this is the first episode of Good Morning, Miss Bliss, but it is not the actual pilot episode of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Yeah. Right. The actual pilot was a totally different animal that, from what I understand via Wikipedia and IMDb, aired like once on NBC, mm-hmm. even though it was a Disney Channel show, it aired once on NBC and never was shown, like literally they have never aired it anywhere else ever again. And, and it is available on YouTube yep. in three diff- three different parts. It's like the Star Wars holiday special of Save by the Bell. <laughs> it it is. is. If these are if these are the prequels, the Star Wars prequels, it is the Star Wars holiday special of Save by the officially, Bell. Officially uh removed from canon. And I love, love, love the theme song to the pilot because <laughs> I watched on uh YouTube and it's just eighties television theme songs at its Great. I don't know. It's such a weird effect. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they're doing soft lady singing, and there's like charcoal or pencil. The YouTube quality is so bad. So it's yeah, like charcoal yeah, yeah. or pencil. There's like these pixelated drawings, <laughs> uh-huh. and they're really soft, and they're like a fashion design woman, and it's kind of like the aha video. Yeah, yes, visual, yeah. But, but it it's not move, that right? dynamic. No, nobody yeah. fucking moves. It's yeah. a still lady, a still lady, and she's just like got a backpack and going through college. Mm-hmm. And in and in true '80s fashion, nothing about the song that's being sung has anything to do with the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's nothing. You know, Zach isn't in it. Screech isn't in it. Um, but it, it's about a teacher named Miss Bliss, and she's a teacher, like well, a middle school teacher. And in literally uh, the first scene, she comes into class and says, "Hi, I got married this summer, so I'm actually Mrs. Davis." But in class, I'm still called Miss Bliss. And this just boggles my mind to, like, the nth degree of <laughs> the decision-making yeah. process in all of this to make that what happens in the pilot episode. <laughs> like, the like one of the first lines, like, it's not the first line, but one of the first lines in the pilot, and someone thought that was worth wasting precious TV time on. Well, somebody decided that, so... what? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So they, so obviously they decided on the title Miss Bliss, like Good Morning Miss Bliss, 
And then they started writing the pilot. And then they decided, she, well, we want her to be married. But then they're like, but the title's Miss Bliss. How can they, she be Miss Bliss if she's married? She has to be Mrs. something. And so then it goes from there. And then she says, well, okay, she's Mrs. Davis. But she still wants to go by Miss Bliss in school. Which, but didn't you think of, it was interesting that she's married to Miles Davis? Yeah. I thought that was a good premise, like yeah. a white British lady. Mm-hmm. So what it looks like here is that they're doing, like, they're trying to make her a feminist character or not a feminist character. <laughs> oh, and I uh, think what they're doing is... It kind of goes her. back and forth on that. Right, yeah. right. And this one to push those buttons, like, with their new younger Jesse character. And mm-hmm. so with her, they're trying to make her, like, so if she was Miss Bliss and now she's going to be Miss Davis, that means she used to be happy. Say by the bell, <laughs> Bliss equals happy. Oh, and now yeah. we're into her eventual crone decline and because Davis, she's an old bird. Davis is Latin for misery. Yeah, and I did watch the entire Ooh. pilot, unfortunately. <laughs> I was just going to say, I watched this entire pilot. And to Carolyn's point, her husband is very scary because he Yay. becomes super controlling right away, I mean, and he's, oh like, no. threatened by her job and such. Yeah, it's just like fucking what we saw with the college years ending on Zack. Yeah. These so are like, tales of women being taken over by men. Mm-hmm. But so it's like Miss Bliss. It's like she goes into the classroom, and she gets to be herself, and it's like this euphoria. That's why it's Good Morning, Miss ah. Bliss. It's like that's when she escapes... Having to be Mrs. Davis and having a terrible life. <laughs> Who she used to be. Yeah, so wait, hold on. So why yeah. is that? Isn't this the opener for the all of Good Morning, Miss Bliss? And they just changed the opening when it became, say, by the bell, eighth grade? Possible. I believe, I, I honestly don't know. I would guess that when they retooled it for syndication, they just inserted the Miss Bliss pictures into the Saved by the Bell music. No, they had and, to. There's no way yeah. the Miss Bliss is like, when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> That's yeah. just not the theme yeah. song for that show. And the other thing is that we haven't talked about the most important thing. Well, there's three important things. No, the very most important thing about the Miss Bliss pilot is that Urkel is in it. But do you know who else is in it? Which is important. I don't care who else. It's because got this, this actually brings care, the podcast Ryan. together. There's, there's also Jonathan Brandis. Oh, right. And Brian Austin Green. Oh, everyone's favorite stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Also, also, David, yeah. I, t- I poked around a little bit on IMDb, and another one of the kids in the class is an actor named Gabriel Damon, who was the little kid in RoboCop 2, <laughs> if anyone remembers RoboCop 2. Yeah, the, like, crime boss little kid. Yep, yeah. exactly. That's and more importantly to me, he played Spot, the leader of the Brooklyn Newsies in Newsies. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know the Newsies were important to you. Oh, hell yeah. I love me some Newsies. So basically, I'm the odd man out here. I mean... Yeah, there's no one here for you, David. So got Tiffany Amber Thiessen at the end. Do you think that when Jonathan Brandis guest starred on an episode of The College Years, he was like, I was on the pilot of like three iterations of this show ago, and it's still (laughs) going? Like, what the fuck? And then Brian Austin Green would have been like, so was I. Uh, Yeah, they must have known each other. So this puts me into the mind of the good dimension where Jonathan Brandis was Zach Morris. Yeah. And he just went around doing nice things for people. As I remember, because I think, David, you and I watched this pilot on YouTube one day when we were recording and, like, Ryan and Carol were switching houses or something, and mm-hmm. we had 20 minutes to kill, so we're like, let's watch the Miss Plus pilot. That's back when my mic didn't work. I if I remember correctly, 
I believe Jonathan Brandis is basically the Zack of the pilot in that he's the main character and he's having some sort of issue issue, that Miss Bliss has to help him with. His issue, he's like the rebellious kid who isn't listening to Miss Bliss and it turns out the core of his problems is that his brother is dying, which is pretty oh. heavy stuff. But yeah. Oh. Yeah. Especially because then, meanwhile, the conflict of the episode is Miss Bliss's, like, asshole husband being like, you're too devoted to your job. Yeah. Leave your kids alone. And she's, like, trying to help Jonathan Brandis. Well, so is that why in, in this first episode, which is, like, the official first episode, mm-hmm. her, her husband is dead? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. That's where I'm kind of, like... <laughs> Is this really not canon, or did this just happen like the year before the actual? Well, she like, said her husband's been dead for three years, no, so this so might be like three, three years. years. That would explain why it's all different kids. Yeah, too. exactly. That's yeah. What I'm yeah. Um, two other quick notes before we actually get to our actual episode. The other funny thing that cracked me up that's different about the pilot is that the final credit in the opening credits is like some other actor as Gerald Belding. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> so like so it's it still had Mr. Belding, but his name was Gerald. And just the idea that someone, when retooling the show, is like, you know what else didn't work? His name was Gerald. Let's yeah. call him Richard. <laughs> and he was like a fatter dude, so that means that Miss that, that was Mr. Belding's dad, and Mr. Belding's dad and Mrs. Ah. Mrs. Husband died at the same time. They died together. Yeah, yeah, it was a suicide pact with Jonathan Brandis's brother. They all died. Wow. And then, Carol, to your point about Jonathan Brandis and Brian Austin Green reminiscing together, Mm -hmm. my absolute favorite note on the IMDb page reads thusly. (gasps) Brian Austin Green was the only original cast member of Good Morning Miss Bliss to come back, but only for one episode of Saved by the Bell, The College Years, along with Jonathan Brandis in the Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) 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 So it makes a point of saying that one of them is the only cast member to come back along with another one. That's not... They should... I wanted, like, a behind-the-scenes tidbit about how, like, they... They held each other's genitals covered yeah. with turkey grease. Wait, are you nope. sure it doesn't say the only living cast member? <laughs> too soon. Sorry, too soon. I'm throwing out for John Brandis. Oh, man. Uh, I will say my girlfriend is saddened that I, when I told her we weren't dedicating an entire episode to the pilot, but hopefully this is enough for her. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like, we gotta fucking draw a line somewhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My big thing is, I mean, you can only watch it on YouTube. It's a tiny screen. It's terrible quality. It's just it's, not really worth it. It's all terrible quality, Austin. I meant, uh, I meant the, like, the, the audio, or the, the visual yeah. quality is poor. Alright. So. Alright, so that puts to rest our, uh, discussion of the oh, not Oh, wait, I'm sorry. One more thing. And I can't <laughs> believe none of you caught this. Because uh-huh. I only watched the first, like, minute of the pilot, because I knew we were going to talk about the theme song, and then I wanted to see Urkel. And as soon as he came on, I turned it off. <laughs> I can't believe nobody said this, and I just checked my notes. <clears throat> did you see who directed the pilot? Oh, no. I did not. Who was it's it? Peter Boners, with a Z. <laughs> B-O-N-E-R-Z. Boners. I, what? You can look for yourself. I, I wouldn't make that up. I would I marry think... into that name. That's like one of the only names I would switch mine out for. Would you like marry him and then get divorced three yeah, months later? Probably. Just, just like on the boner's the name. name. Yeah. Like I, the feel like, I, I feel like I feel like three Z's. Boners. <laughs> Someone, someone's reaching through time to troll Carolyn at this point. I know, I saw that. I was like, they knew. I would only agree to a podcast if there'd be 
three spooky coincidences and one cool boner name. And you all knew that coming in. But it's like he's like from the hood. Boners with a Z. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I can't believe. Yeah. 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 No, I totally missed that. Um. So, uh, as a point of as a point of reference, this first episode, uh, "Summer Love," aired November thirtieth, nineteen eighty eight. So that's the time frame we're dealing with. I would be five years old. We are back in the late eighties. Yay! Uh, scene one begins with Haley Mills oh, giving us outside of the school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get some establishing shots, which is more than we ever got a Bayside. And I think that's why, like, where my mental image of Bayside comes from, actually. Yeah. It's probably what they drew it. Uh, somebody said, one of our fans, I forget who, they're smart, though. They said that at the beginning of the Bayside years, when we saw that image of the building, that's where we all think of the school. And it was pretty influenced off this actual exterior. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after our establishing shots, we get our voiceover from Haley Mills explaining to us that uh, summer is over and nobody wants to come back to school, especially the teachers. Wow. And and then a prepubescent Zach comes down the stairway. He's so little. Can we call him Lil Zach? <laughs> Lil, Lil Zach. Lil, <laughs> Lil Zach. Lil He greets his buddy, not Slater. I know. Or, God. or Mikey. <laughs> I will say, we'll meet Mikey and Nikki. And when I was younger... And not paying attention to this show and the names well enough, I assume this was actually like Mario Lopez and Tiffany Amber Thiessen just before <laughs> they hit puberty, which is stupid. Oh, I admit. I it. knew. I knew it wasn't Tiffany Amber Thiessen because she's unmistakable. But <laughs> I do kind of wonder. I mean, it's weird how similar Mikey is to Slater. Yeah, right. The like, muscles, right? He's Slater's like the do-over of Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> we also have an especially baby-faced Screech. He's like 11 at this point. It is so weird, like, looking at him, like, it's just been like a boiling pot, like you're a (laughs) crab in a boiling pot, and you don't know when it's too hot until the very end when it's boiling and you're dying. Like, he starts out so full of promise, and he has a clear, cool gaze, and I don't mind seeing him. Yeah, no, he seems like a child actor with a lot of potential. Yeah, Yeah. he is. I looked it up, and he is 11 years old when this aired, so he was probably even a little bit younger when he filmed it. This is probably just a whole before they... Before you hit puberty thing, but they all look the same age, even though he's like two years younger. Like, right. Yeah. You don't even tell. And, and this is kind of to your point, Ryan. Um, I mean, you can watch these, these actors, particularly Zach and Screech. And it's like, I mean, we know what's coming with Screech, but like, they're, they're good child actors. Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't do this shit when I was 10 years old. Well, I could. And, and, mm-hmm. and come across as like natural as they do. Yeah. Today, no. If you and me could be child actors. Damn straight. Don't know about the rest of these months. <laughs> um, did you notice that I believe Zach is wearing the shirt that he often wore in season one? Huh. Of, is it that striped one? That striped one yeah. with the white collar that Kelly taunts his like vision of Kelly taunts him with in one of the early episodes. Mm, very interesting. And also, the stripes are classic, Zach. <laughs> yeah. During the summer, Mikey went to a sausage convention. <laughs> Mikey, I've been back two weeks. Where have you been? I just got back last night. My parents dragged me to that sausage convention. <laughs> yeah, that was really asking for <laughs> shitty commentary by us. I wonder what Peter Boner's was doing at <laughs> sausage con. <laughs> well done. 
But uh, sausage convention aside, I was immediately struck by just how bland Mikey is. Yeah, yeah he's boring. And uh, what's the other one? What's her name? Nikki. 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 Yeah, Nikki is pretty. Well, she's all right though. She's she's just a Jesse light kind of. Well, she doesn't have like an elevator pitch. That's a problem with Mikey and yeah. Nikki is that they don't. They're like too. They're not oversimplified enough as characters. <laughs> yeah, Mikey is Zach's friend who's not Screech, and that's. And that's not just saying that with, like, the hindsight of knowing that Screech goes on to become this big character in the series, but just the fact that, like, you get it with Screech. Screech is the geeky one. He's the one that's kind of lagging behind. He doesn't quite get it. He's a little bit odd. Mikey's the friend who's just not any of that. Yeah. And that's that doesn't make much of a character. I put the note down, is he this series Leslie? Oh, who? Ooh, that's harsh. <laughs> well, and then Nikki, though, too. And Nikki is just sort of like... She's composite of Kelly and Jesse that's not as good as either of them. Yeah, I, I wrote down that she's a slightly less shrill Jesse. Yeah. Cause the big deal, so the big, the plot point here is that Zach is telling the guys about this hot piece of ninth grade tail that he got over the summer. Cloud it. Mm-hmm. And then they're all like, woo! And then Lisa and Nikki show up and Lisa's like, good for you, Zach. Lying is an important part of relationships. <laughs> And Nikki's like, nah, Zach, that's not right. Bah, bah, bah. And that's where I'm gangster. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zach, don't do that. Yeah, like a uh, fucking Maxwell nurse. Yeah, that's and that's what I was like, oh, okay, so Nikki's like a less shrill Jesse in that she's just harshing Zach's buzz. And, uh, and Lisa's pretty much Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where we learn, as you said, the plot is like Zach met some woman at summer camp. And then, of course, you know she's going to show up. So it's just like, oh, it's just like Greece. And then it I realized, is. <laughs> I realized the title was Summer Love. And then I was like, oh, oh yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. They, uh, didn't, they didn't try from the beginning. Both yeah, of those things are so generic that it could have also happened by accident. Yeah, Whichever way gives the, light, the writers less credit is how I feel about it. I don't even know how to. I don't know anymore. And then. Uh, Nikki makes a uh, Charles and Die reference, so we can all drink to the 80s. Drinking, sadly. And it's kind of interesting because uh, the voiceover makes it kind of clear that the series is about the teachers as much, if not more, than the kids. Yeah. But but we don't meet Miss Bliss in the first scene, and the first scene is all about, like, the kids and what they're up to and all that kind of stuff. So not that I expect you to have the answers, but just that I'd like to address how many times this has been repackaged. Like, mm-hmm. they have the Saved by the Bell intro. We know that wasn't on the original Miss Bliss. How much Miss Bliss footage do they have before they jammed it all around Zach Morris? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good question. I'm not sure if they ended up reusing... Yeah some of the Miss Bliss stuff in and around, like any of the scenes that don't involve Zack and Screech and all of them. Yeah. I don't think so. This is just what the show was. There's just a season of this. Yeah, I think they just, like, they shot the pilot, and they were like, this isn't working, and so then they retooled the show and came back. Because, I mean, that's fairly common with... Yeah, a lot of shows have Especially back then, you know, they'll have a pilot that's kind of off. Yeah. That gets recast or retooled or whatever. Yeah. Then Bob Saget comes on. Yeah. Or the you know the Connors get a new uh, DJ, new DJ, or like news radio. The pilot. There's like mm-hmm. several different characters. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next scene, we'll touch briefly on the IMDb credits of Mikey and Nikki. I was going to ask you. Yeah. They are somewhat sad in that 
when you look at the entire cast list for this episode, they are the only two that don't have pictures next to their names. Aww. Which kind of tells you where we're going with this. The uh, only pictures they have of them are on a milk carton where they're missing. <laughs> with Herbert Hodis next to them. Mikey is played by an actor named Max Batimo. Batimo, something like that. Batmo. And uh, he's Argentinian. Oh. Uh, I thought he his, was Italian. Yeah, yeah he's like Slater, vaguely Italian. He really has he has what two, four, six credits to his name on IMDb, and only one of them is after Good Morning, Miss Bliss. What was and, it? A uh, veiled threat in 1989. Oh, yeah. what? I think that was yeah, about no. a threat that was veiled. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh he was in an episode of the Beauty and the Beast TV series. That's <laughs> Only oh, other notable credit with to Ron his... Perlman? But I mean, that, yes. He didn't and, seem like a bad Hamilton. actor to me, though. I don't know. No. I, I would assume that he, like, got... He just decided to, like, quit acting or something. Uh, and then Nikki is played by an actress named Heather Hopper. And her IMDb credit is a little bit longer, but not by much. And her big non-Miss Bliss role was as one of the girls in... The Shelley Duvall classic, Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, I just was watching that the other day. And then uh, she was in an episode of Punky Brewster, which is also kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, And of course, an episode of 90210. The Halloween episode. (laughs) It was not the Halloween episode. That's the best fucking episode. (laughs) Uh, So the next scene, we are in the school office, and we get our first glimpse of the titular Miss Bliss. Who is played by America's Treasure, Haley Mills? Don't be sexist and say titular, in Austin. I know. <laughs> Do you guys? Are you guys uh, horned up for her? Are we gonna? Where are you guys gonna shoot all your horn? Because like know, she's cause the only just, adult. That's, I know. That's that's one of my problems with this series. <laughs> know. Nowhere to shoot your horn. There's nothing to jerk off at on this show. Like, yeah. I mean, like, like Haley Mills is she's a nice looking. Older woman, yeah, but, uh, but she's I sucking. guess she's like our age now. Yeah, I know. Uh, so she is discussing her schedule with her wacky teacher friend Tina, and yeah, Tina's like a older Alex. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that... you're right. She's kind of like an older Alex. That was the other one where I was like, oh yeah, this character, <laughs> the wacky sidekick. In this very first scene, she's worried that she got a skunk-ass schedule from Mr. Belding as revenge for the terrible school play Rambo and Juliet that she put on <laughs> last spring, which, first of all, it's Drink to Rambo. Yep. But then I'm like, when I wrote that down, I'm thinking, I wonder where this goes in this episode. And the answer is, it goes nowhere. And oh, I feel like I, that's every plot involving Tina. <laughs> and I also wonder... In high school, is it possible to give someone a skunk-ass schedule? I don't even know what that yeah, means. Yeah, I wrote that. I'm like, do principals even assign teacher schedules? How does that work? I well, don't know. finally get some idea of what Belding does. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, this is, like, true to Say by the Bell right away. Like, that's a total Say by the Bell idea. The principal gave me a bad schedule because I did Rambo and Juliet yeah. last year as the like them spending time with an adult sidekick is interesting, or at least it could be. It seems like they kind of was this show supposed to be more like a Laverne and Shirley. Like I can't imagine spending time with Mr. Belding and his <laughs> dude friend. 
Although we did with Rod Belding, and I can't imagine spending time with Mike Richards. I think there's usually like an adult plot and a kid plot, and they intersect. Isn't that right? But they never yeah, are that's just hanging usually out. the truth. Yeah, yeah, no, Miss I don't Bliss think... doesn't like get onto Zach's bed and and do. Although Zach guns. shows up at her house, I know it is pretty odd, but. But there's a difference there in, it, it is odd, uh, we'll, let's be clear on that, but at least it's the, like, student that doesn't know better crossing that boundary and not the adult that should know better crossing the boundary. Yeah. Right. Uh, Miss Bliss is played by Haley Mills, who yeah, well, she came up, ever? she came up through the Disney studio system. <laughs> Uh, her big break was in Pollyanna and then The Parent Trap, which oh. was like, 1960 and then 1961. Wait, so she was, was she you know, the kid in that? She was both in, kids. Yeah. In both yeah. kids. In Parent Trap, yeah. I was thinking she'd be the parent just because she's old now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like people age. You can't even stop it. I don't like it. <laughs> Pollyanna was 60. Parent Trap was 61. And she was a child star, so she played the kid in, in both of those. So did she, like, pull Screech aside and be like, it's all gonna go. Mm-hmm. All your looks, all your fame. Everyone's gonna well, she's. You. I mean, I feel like she made it out of the child actor mill pretty good. The Haley, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pun intended. So then she was in a whole ton of different like Disney movies as she grew up. Uh, that darn cat would be one of the uh, ones. That fucking cat. <laughs> Let's review that. That's not the cat from outer space, right? Different. No, it's that darn cat. Yeah, they would if they did it now. They'd call it that fucking cat. Yeah, they should make a sequel. Would it be a cat that just fucks? No, it's just like, ah, oh, that fucking cat, you know? And not just fucking David. We'd be pooping, we'd be <laughs> scratching. Gonna get all over that show. Uh, she was on a handful of episodes of The Love Boat as Ooh. three different characters, which is apparently that's, a thing that you could do. Yeah, that's an old TV thing, right? Where people, and I guess, yeah. I say old TV stuff, but I know in like Law and Order, like actors would come back on as different people every once once you reach a certain number of like seasons it's suddenly like open season just to bring back character actors to play different people yeah and then uh she pretty much did this miss bliss and a bunch of parent trap sequels because she was in was she in the Lindsay lohan one she was not in the Lindsay lohan one so she was in parent trap 2 in 1986 so that one race to the parent trap Battle of the Planet <laughs> Trap. The Grandparent Trap. Oh, man. I really wish that that's how it was. I know she was Beneath in... the Planet yeah. of the Parent Trap. Of the Parent Trap. trap. <laughs> uh, rise of the Parent Trap yeah. Planet. Uh, she was in Parent Trap 2 as an adult. That was a Dawn Disney TV movie in 1986. Parent Trap Salvation. Then she was in... Parent Trap Genesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parent Trap 3 and Parent Trap Hawaiian Honeymoon. Mm, I never liked that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's when this, the movies went downhill. That was when they were just doing it for the money. Yeah, I know. The Parent Trap 3 and Hawaiian whatever the hell it was called. That was Haley Mills playing herself and her twin sister as adults. And then the young teenagers in those two movies were a set of triplet girls Played by Leanna Creel. Oh my god, you're kidding. And her triplets. Yes. Oh my god. Tori? Yeah. Yes. Life is incredible. So Tori and her sister that married Rob Liefeld and whatever the third (laughs) sister is were in the third and fourth Parent Trap movies along with Miss And this was great. At a time when her sister married Rob Liefeld had feet, right? 
Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, okay. yes. Before they got it would be before, yeah, before they got married and she lost her feet. Yeah. Uh, and then that's Haley Mills and Miss, uh, what's Tina? Tina Palandrino is her name. Uh, is played by Joan Ryan, who hasn't done much acting. Shocked. Um, shockingly. She was in an episode of Moonlighting before Good Morning, Miss Bliss. But she apparently has, uh, a fairly long career in the casting department. Oh, I wish she so, did yeah. stuff. Did some. Did something. Yeah, I have more than a I can say for myself. I know. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not in the casting department. <laughs> so, Tina wants, uh, Miss Bliss, Carrie, as she calls her. I guess we learned her first name is Carrie. Carrie Bliss. Uh, Carrie Bliss. She wants Carrie to go to a water aerobics class with her, but Carrie is going out on a date on a school night, and we're told that this is a big deal for Carrie. And then a younger, svelter, surprisingly hairier Mr. Belding <laughs> comes into the office. But his hands are not as hairy. <laughs> right. Is he looking Just- good, Carolyn? Well, is he looking good for Belding? Yes. <laughs> is he a hunk who's gonna get me so horned up that this season just breezes by? No. Yeah. But See, there's just no horniness. Single and in a bar, and he like hit on you. Uh, I mean, you know, physical beauty is only so important. And if you <laughs> showed me my boyfriend like like a stone cold Polaroid, you know, and I've been like, oh yes, like at a bar, horny for him. Not exactly. So what if young Belding came up to you and he was, like, real charismatic? He made good jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really... That's so hard to imagine. I can only <laughs> see him making these terrible jokes that he does all the time. That I know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would definitely not fuck Mr. Belding with my blinding white vagina. Um, what if you're really drunk and just looking to, like... Bust a slump or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if I had to bust a slump and there wasn't a sausage convention in town. Yeah. <laughs> that my like son was attending. Yeah. yeah, he's no Mike Richards, though. <laughs> Mike Rogers. Kramer? Oh, Mike Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> you come to this every time. No, well, why didn't you remember it? Why don't you remember it? <laughs> well, that's a good question, too. So, Mr. Belding compliments Tina... And then there's this weird bit where Miss Bliss is like, oh, I had a great summer. I came up with all kinds of new ideas. And Belding's like, great, now forget him. Yeah. And then we just and then we just move on. Like, I don't understand. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bliss, how are you? I'm fine, Mr. Belding. Very excited. Over the summer, I came up with some great ideas. I'm sure they're wonderful. Now forget them. <laughs> uh, and he asks her to do his job for him, which is to attend this PTA meeting on Wednesday. But she's like, oh, no, I have a date. And then if I didn't know better, I'd say that he gets, like, jealous of the fact that she's going on this date. Yeah, there was an interesting kind of tension. weird. And I guess guess the idea the writers were going for was that he didn't want to do this. So he's like, well, how serious is this date? But he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why can't you do this? And I'm like, that's none of your business. You're like, that's nothing a boss should ask. Like, once he's just say he can't do something, you don't don't try to, like pry into people's personal lives if they don't want to let you in. And I forget which episode of this series I saw first as a kid, and it may have very well been this one, but whatever it was, it left me with the idea that Belding was single and had a thing for Miss Bliss. And ready to but in English. he says he's married in this. Series. But he says he's married in this, so maybe yeah. I didn't see this one. But, like, for a long time, kind of like David's whole, oh, Mikey and, and uh, uh, Nikki are just 
Kelly and Slater, I thought like, oh, there's like tension between Belding and Miss Bliss and they kind of want to get together, but they don't. Yeah, it seems like he's horned up for her. But I'm really like, it's a hard time going from college to like baby middle school because no (laughs) one gets to like finger bang in the dumpster anymore. It's It's a totally different mindset. Although I will say, I don't like the Miss Bliss episodes, but going from college to this, there's something that warmed my heart just by having Mr. Belding show up. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. That's You're just like, ah, <laughs> I miss Mr. Him. B. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And then this scene ends when uh, Karen comes in looking for a classroom because it's her first day. So who's Karen? Karen is played by Carla Gugino. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> uh, she was also in True Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. Uh, this is her second credit. She was in an episode of Who's the Boss before this. Mm, was she the boss? After this, she was in an episode of Alf and then Troop Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. Uh, then she was in Falcon Crest. <laughs> she was uh, for like 11 episodes. Uh, she did a bunch of hit or miss things here and there. Uh, Ferris Bueller, Doogie Howser, Wonder Years, Quantum Leap. Then, let's see, where Wait, the Ferris her... Bueller TV series? Yeah, the Ferris Bueller TV series. So wait, isn't she in an episode of the college years then? No, she is not. Oh, I thought she was the one that was in different iteration. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. So she's not anyone. Uh, no, she is someone. Okay. Uh, after a bunch of TV work, she was in Snake Eyes, that movie with uh, Nicolas Cage by Brian De Palma. She was the female lead in that. Uh, she was then on 13 episodes of Spin City... 27 episodes of Chicago Hope. Uh, she's the mom in all of the Spy Kids movies that's oh. married to Antonio Banderas. All right. Now uh, we're cooking with gas. She headlined the TV show Karen Sisko, playing Karen Sisko. Uh, she was Marv's parole officer in Sin City. Oh. She was, I think it's the mom that's divorced from Ben Stiller in Night at the Museum. She was an American gangster, the Denzel Washington movie. She was Sally Jupiter, the original Silk Spectre oh, in the Watchmen movie. The original Silk Spectre or the yeah, young one? The the older one, the oh, young one's mom. Okay. And uh most recently uh was in the rock classic San Andreas. Oh. I fell asleep during that movie. In which she fought earthquakes, I assume. Cool. So yeah, fairly moderately successful TV slash movie star like never been like a huge name but she's done a lot of work and a lot of different things and it all started with getting lied to by zach Mm. exactly a very poor liar zach is in this episode oh yeah so we come back from the commercial and zach is roaming the hallways and he gets busted by miss bliss who's showing karen to her classroom and that's when we find out that, wouldn't you know it, Karen is the hot piece of ninth grade tale that Zach hooked up with over the summer. So I noticed that we see it's the same hall sets, but we see them from different angles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of interesting to me, given how much time we've spent talking about this. And they're lit differently, too, so yeah. they seem... It's kind of odd in that they're familiar yet different. Yeah. Are they different Peter angles? <laughs> oh! <laughs> and they have... <laughs> Blue lockers, right? Instead of the yeah. orange lockers. Which is just interesting to me because that means they made a conscious decision to then change the color. And you wonder where that came from. Yeah. And uh, we find out that Karen's dad has just transferred. Like, just apparently mm-hmm. since Zach got back from summer camp a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
And so Miss Bliss is like, oh, well, if you know each other, Zach, you can show her to class. And then says, no bonus miles, come right back to class, which I found mildly amusing. Hey, thanks for listening. We love being there with you and filling up your ear holes. But what should you be doing with your eyeballs? Yeah, there's a podcast. What are you going to look at? Huh, well, too bad there's not an 80s nostalgic coloring book for adults. That's about 80s TV shows like Saved by the Bell, Full House, Taxi, Ruth Company, Mary, Dot, 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 Big Children, Bankport, Kid, Elf, and the P.I., well, guess what? There totally is. In the future, dot, 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 maybe. Just look up the 80s TV parody adult coloring book by Ryan Alexander Tanner and Carolyn Maine on kickstarter.com. Prices start at just $5. So be the coolest kid in school and back that project up today. And then Zach proceeds to use this time to dig a bigger hole for himself and lie about how he has a driver's license yeah. despite being in the ninth grade for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and he has an experimental license that doesn't work on Wednesdays. Yeah, because when she finds out he has a driver's license, she's like, oh, that's great. You could drive me to whatever. Indianapolis. On Indianapolis on Wednesday. And he's like, oh, it doesn't work on Wednesdays. And she buys all of this because apparently she's dumb. Why would you wait? Here's a tip to everybody who's lying out there. Don't compound your lies. Don't never <laughs> add any more unnecessary information to your lie. The than goal you is to, to streamline your lies, yeah. not pile them on. Wait, so is this right near where you guys live? <laughs> Very funny. No. <laughs> I really different. don't know. <laughs> no, Indianapolis uh, is different than Minneapolis, right? Indianapolis would be in an Indiana, and Minneapolis would be in Minnesota. How far away are those places? Uh, uh, 16-hour drive, yeah. probably. Wow, that's far. It's like three states over, mm-hmm. basically. Oh, okay. Is this the only show that ever took place in Indiana, ever? <laughs> I, I wondered about that. I guess well, Erie, no. Indiana. Yeah, and, well, yeah. and Parks and Rec, of course. Oh, does that take place in Indiana? Pawnee, yeah. Okay. But for a long time, this is probably the only Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to find anything. Yeah. Um... And we find out that the camp they were at was Camp Wannabe, which just sounds kind of funny. Like the Spice Girls is wannabe. Yeah, like, like the I'm camp wannabe, wannabe some wannabe having some summer loving. And then <laughs> we go. <laughs> just gonna let that one lay there. Uh, we go to Miss Bliss's classroom, which looks an awful lot like the classroom we all know and love. Yeah. Oh, that's like the office. The office they were in when they were talking to Mr. Belling is just Mr. Belling's office with different shit in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like repositioned so that it looks more like the like room that leads into the principal's yep. office or like the secretary. Because there's like sl- mail slots for the teachers to get their you know pieces of mail. Yeah, but stuff. it's the same walls, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think she has instead of a paddle ball? A diaphragm? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is she what what is she paddling with her diaphragm? Well, she's just like poking it, or maybe oh, okay. she's like you. You flip it upside down, you know, and then it writes it. It flips oh, on the desk. Or do you think <laughs> yeah, she like, does that? Uh, like in her spare time, just like does like ping po- shoots ping pong balls out, you know? Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. she's flipping her diaphragm and shooting ping pong balls into a basket. That's what that's her going. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You can even add, like, she'll put in, like, five of different colors, and you can ask for a specific color, and then that's what Whenever they do the school lottery, she'll shoot out a number ball, and somehow Zach and Screech still rig it. Don't ask. 
in Miss Bliss's classroom, which is a homeroom, we learn, she says that she has three rules. Try your best. Come to her for help and never show up late without a good excuse. And then Zach comes in late and says something about, like, hallway terrorists. And But she's like, Zach, where are you? And I'm like, you knew where he was. <laughs> like, this exactly! Is <laughs> but then she also doesn't bust him on his clearly fake excuse, yeah. so I guess she's cool with it. But <laughs> I don't know why she, I don't know, it was weird. It was just another one of those weird moments in this episode. Uh, and then she tells everyone that there will be a general assembly later today, during which Zach will be introduced as the 8th grade class representative. But because this is going to salt his game with Karen, he decides to foist the position on Nikki. Do you think this is the beginning of all assemblies just being about Zach? <laughs> <laughs> the only question is if they've already been that way off yeah. camera. Right. Well, see, right. I'm confused because they act like Zach being the eighth grade representative is a big deal that Zach was really wanting to do. Though we don't know why. Like, we don't right. know why Zach wants to be a representative. Yeah, because Screech, Screech actually has a pretty funny line when Zach says that he's resigning. He like, he like shout whispers to Mikey, he can't resign. We spent too much money buying him votes. And when did this vote happen? This is the first day of school, mind you. Last I mean, I guess, I guess last year it would have been for like kind of, outgo, like incoming class reps. That's kind of dangerous. What if Zach moves in the summer? <laughs> I, it's a very good point. <laughs> what do you think happens to the school when he does move? They yeah, just, I know, like, California. faint. I just want to establish something that I don't think you understand. I know that this is eighth grade, and it's a different state, and everything is different. <laughs> <laughs> but this is still Zach Morris. <laughs> that's yeah. All, that's all yeah. About. Right. I, I will say that at least... This assembly has the promise of being about more than Zach. Like, we only care about it for the way it impacts Zach and his attempt to continue lying to this girl. But theoretically, other people are going to get introduced at this assembly as well. Yeah, I feel like, like there's... Uh, like Scream. <laughs> Lisa. I feel like there's a way to get to this plot point without dealing with this class representative thing, just because it introduces something... That we have no context for. We don't understand why it's important, why he is it, why him trying to give it up is a big deal, why uh, we don't understand. Yeah, there's a lot of filler in this episode. Yeah. Like, like plot things that seem like they're going to be subplots or like important to the plot, but don't turn out to be really. Yeah, it's very much a Saved by the Bell episode. Yeah. yeah, I guess. So what we're saying is that it sucks from the fucking <laughs> beginning. <laughs> What we're saying is it's a wonder this thing went on for as long as it did. That's very true. Uh, next scene, we are in an honest-to-God cafeteria. Yeah! With, like, oh, trays yeah! and food and shit. Like, it is... It looks like a school cafeteria. Man, no wonder they got rid of this horse shit. Boring. <laughs> I know, where's the, like, magic tricks and shapes on the walls? Yeah, and, birds, mm-hmm. birds and birds. Although they do talk about Cosmos, right? Well, yeah. Am I getting so Mikey, Yeah, Mikey and Screech are getting introduced to Karen, and apparently Zach has, as David said, compounded his lies <laughs> and explained that he is in an experimental ninth grade that meets off campus. So yeah. what's... That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that what's... story checks out. Well, what's wor- or what would be worse... 
trying to come up with all these goofy lies that are stacking them on top of each other and that's bound to just topple in on himself. Or him mm-hmm. just saying he was held back a year. Like, what would be the yeah. biggest boner killer for the lady in question? The the first one, because held back a year means he's some sort of, like, bad boy. Maybe. Him being in a secret extra class, that could be where he got his time-stopping power. It's possible. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't have his time-stopping power in this series. That's mm-hmm. a later development, so maybe he, he doesn't gets talk it. to the audience. Haley Mills does. Right. Right, because this is her show, not Zach's show. Yeah. Why didn't uh, she come back for Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. And then she shoots some ping pong balls out for entertainment. For the <laughs> <laughs> what? What just happened there? I brought the ping pong balls. Between, 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 between. <laughs> uh, she's an American treasure, people. Um, That's why. <laughs> <laughs> So then in another corner of the cafeteria, Belding sits down to have lunch with Miss Bliss and tries to guilt her into covering for him. And we find out that he has dinner show tickets the night of the meeting to see The King and I starring Telly Savalas. So let's all have a drink to that. (laughs) I don't know quite what I'm drinking to. The 90s, the 80s, the word Telly. Telly Savalas. You're you're drinking to the 80s. Yeah. Oh, I always forget who that is. I was thinking he was the one who like did the hand puppets. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Senior, <laughs> Senior Wenches. There was a telly. I... Don't worry okay. about it, but right. it exists a little so bit. So why is, why does anyone have to go to this PTA meeting? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what the point of it all. It, it's clearly just to, I guess, establish a lot that she has a date on Wednesday. Well, and if he can't get a, if he has, if he can just get a teacher to go, doesn't he have a lot of options? Yeah, that's my, that was about my question. Why is it just between him and her? Well, what yeah. other teachers have we seen? Uh, Tina. <laughs> Tina. He Tina. Could, yeah, he could send Tina. Milo. I mean, she's. She's clear. We haven't met Milo yet. Milo's not a teacher, though. Right? <laughs> I have no idea we don't know what he is. <laughs> I think he works in the office. I heard he was a janitor on oh. the fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he tries to guilt her into covering for him, and she's just like, whatever. And then uh, we go back to the kids, and Nikki and Lisa are introduced to Karen, and that's when Lisa tells her about Cosmos, the hottest slash only hangout in town. Yeah. Also known as the Proto Max, yeah, though we'll never actually yeah, see. I don't it. think we ever see Cosmos, though, right? Do you think yeah. it's like decorated with big space shapes? God, you can only hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a big space shuttle or something. Yeah, like Milky Way stars and, like, and these green sort of Milky aliens shapes. with like the antenna. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Nikki is once again a buzzkill when she asks Zach how long. He thinks he can keep up this ruse with Karen. And then Zach somewhat humorously is like, with any luck until she graduates. <laughs> and then we go through that whole, uh, Miss Bliss comes over and is basically like, Zach, why did you resign from this the whole stupid thing? <laughs> and kind of sees through his bullshit immediately, which is a rare ability for most adults on this series of series. Mm-hmm. That's why she's Miss Bliss. Yeah. And then he basically just comes clean about the situation with, uh, Karen, and she tells him that he needs to tell her the truth, and he's like, okay, I'll do that. And yeah, we get well, that her whole, point like, is, and it's actually a valid point, which was, Zach, you gotta tell her the truth now, because she's gonna find out. And it's true, because there's no way she's not gonna find out the truth, right? Yeah. Oh, this isn't gonna go on for a year. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna get lucky 
to go through a week with this lie, so you might as well just come clean and hope for it. Also, what school has 8th and ninth grade? I guess it could be, like, uh, one of those, like, K-12 through schools. Yeah, uh, there's some schools out there that do elementary school through 6th grade, yeah. and then middle school, 7, 8, 9, and then high school's 10, 11, yeah. 12. I think my girlfriend okay. was involved in something like that. Alright. Yeah, that sounds suspicious. I know. Which, <laughs> you mean your, your old girlfriend? That's where she went? <laughs> <laughs> the one from, the one from Canada that, to- that totally existed She's all those years? In experimental class, Austin, that you just were never a part of. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I like that, uh, Miss Bliss tells him that he has to tell her the truth, and he responds with, but I like her too much for that, which was mm-hmm. a very, um, Zach before he became a sex criminal kind of line. Yeah, it seems cute until you know how he turns up. No, it's really right. true. It's like all this stuff, it's like we have too much information about the implications of these things. Yeah. Really... Yeah. Just I mean, and it's worth- or chuckle. Yeah. It's worth pointing out that we're still at a point where Zach can be reasoned with by an authority figure. <laughs> and that there is an authority yeah. figure. Right. I can't wait to see her turn into butter in his mouth. Yeah, she just disappears <laughs> instead. That's Great. sick, Carolyn. Wow. Zach exits that scene fully prepared to tell Karen the truth, but then he meets her in the hallway and she clouds his judgment with talk of unchaperoned swimming and skimpy bikinis. Yeah, yeah man. She's like, I have my special bikini. The one that the one she was too embarrassed to wear at the lake. Because it shows off her ass. I can't cheeks. blame Zach one bit here, because if I was about <laughs> his age and some woman gave me that suggestion that I could be alone with her while she had some sort of skimpy bikini that she's too embarrassed to wear in public. Like, I don't know what i do, but it wouldn't be pleasant. You're not going to start telling her the truth. Yeah, exactly. That's not when I'm going to be like, I might ruin this by telling the truth. I'd tell any lie that would get me to that pool. Basically, what it does is it, like, recontextualizes his timeline to, I only need to make this last until then. And anything I get after that is gravy. Yeah, and but I there's, there's, I can't. like, there's no way I'm gonna jeopardize this now. If I could just make it to Saturday, then we'll worry about the ramifications after that. Although I do wonder how he's gonna make it to her house without a license that he supposedly has. <laughs> and how that's all gonna work out. But... <laughs> Zach's not thinking with that head right now. Dude. <laughs> Next scene, we're on, we're near the stairs, and we meet Milo. Milo. So I was for sure that he was Meshach Taylor until I looked at him for longer than two seconds. Why did you think it was Meshach Taylor? Because it looks like a baby Meshach Taylor. Mm, because Meshach Carol Taylor. thinks all black people look the same. He uh, was the... look like Meshach Taylor, who's a very distinctive person. Uh, Meshach Taylor was on like? Designing Women. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Mannequin. Mannequin. And, and he Mannequin, was the dad yeah. in Class Act, which is weird because he was like the real straight-laced dad in that movie. Milo is played by T.K. Carter, and T.K. Carter has also had a long and illustrious career just kind of under the radar of superstardom. Yeah. Um, Some notes, uh, some items of note. He's done a lot of voice work, including the voice of Alex on the cartoon Turbo Teen. Do we remember Turbo Teen? No. Yeah, he turned into a car when he spills (laughs) something hot. When he's hot, he turns into a car, and then he needs cold to turn back. He's Turbo What? Kid oh, Machine, the Turbo Dean, or something like that. It's yeah. that weird yep. animated intro with, like, that kid whose mouth turns into the grill and his eyes uh-huh. turn into the yeah. headlights. Yep. 
That's no the one. That fucking oh. gif is fire. The rest, I'm pretty sure, is terrible. <laughs> See, so it's like hot stuff makes him turn into a car. And I do remember one scene from that cartoon I was watching, and I laughed as a kid, and even today I think it was probably pretty funny. Because he, like, needs to chase somebody down or whatever, so he has to turn into the car. So he runs by, and there's, like, this guy selling hot chili. And so the kid grabs, like, a ladle of the chili and, like, throws it on his chest, right? And then he turns into the car and drives off. And then the chili vendor just kind of looks around, confused, and then grabs a ladle and just spills it on himself just as he runs out. He wants to be a car, too. Apparently. He's like, this chili will turn you into a car. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know who Al- Alex was not the kid who turned into a car, but he was one of the main characters on the series. Uh, after that, he was on Punky Brewster, which is what I mainly remember yeah, him from. I think that that sounds was cool. he on it all the time? Uh, he was no, well, he's on eighteen episodes, but I don't think Punky Brewster was on all that. He was uh, like a recurring character. Did he play Milo? He did not play Milo, but I think he played a similar like. Kind of a handyman, maybe a janitor, maybe not. Like maybe like the apartment manager type character. Milo works in the office. We'll get to that. Okay. And then, David, did Lauren watch this episode with you? What? What? Yes. Did yes, Lauren? Of yes, yes. uh, uh, Did she recognize my uh, Milo's voice? She did not mention any because he was the voice of Anthony Julian on Gem. Oh, 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 oh all right. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either, but he was on. You guys, I'm pretty sure all these characters were all the black ones. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I'm not going to say I wasn't thinking. Speaking of that, he was on 24 episodes of the Sinbad show. Oh, um, oh yeah, I totally. Sinbad had uh-huh. a show. <laughs> yeah, where he adopted two kids. Yeah. 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 Also, he was on a handful of episodes of the Steve Harvey show. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Steve Harvey stuff lately. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it of note. I mean, like, he's continues to work periodically here and there, but those were kind of his, his greatest hits. So by watching um, Steve Harvey stuff, is it just Family Feud? Like, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube clips of Family Feud are pretty great. Yeah, I know. There's one where a woman can't think of another name for mommy, and it's pretty good. That's the one. Yeah, that, that, really that, that in. that's great. That shit is the greatest YouTube clip of it all. <laughs> I dispute that. Have you seen it? <laughs> I've seen Steve Harvey. Well, you should see get, this. Get back to me. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> so Milo comes up to Miss Bliss and tells her that she's not going to be able to park in the parking lot, and that she's going to have to park at the uh, drive-in theater that's like a mile away. So I thought for a second this was like belling fucking with her because she wouldn't <laughs> yeah. go to the PTA meeting. You, you mistake well, these details for plot points. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know is, A, did Milo personally deliver this news to all the teachers, or B, is Miss Bliss the only <laughs> one that has to not park in the parking lot for some reason? I don't know. And see uh, what's the point of all of this? Yeah, it's, I guess it's just to introduce Milo because then he wishes her luck on her date, and she's like, "How did you know I have a date?" And then he rather creepily says, "Because the pipes have ears." Good luck on your date tonight. How would you know about that? The pipes, they have ears. <laughs> So that means that he's listening to the toilet, and he's got a special janitor's bonus toilet pipe connection? No, I think it's 
when he smokes the crack pipe, he starts oh. hearing things. He thinks the pipe is hearing what he's saying. David, they don't all smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not all Meshach Taylor either. No. <laughs> Too bad. You guys, we need some diversity on this fucking podcast. This is ridiculous. What? Here's my question for you. Oh, yeah. What is Milo's job? He works in the office, guys. <laughs> Doing but he's what? talking about the pipes. He's like the assistant <laughs> principal, I think. He's like the office guy at the in the principal's office. That's his job. Office I've guy? Heard is that him what it says on to... his like, business card? Well, I don't know what the official name is. Like, I think he's like an administrative assistant kind yeah, of a thing. That's, that's a secretary, job. so he's the secretary. Or but, is he like the vice principal? He, no, he's not quite the vice. I mean, we'll, well, let's come back to this over time. Okay, I have I have always assumed that he is a well dressed janitor. Yes, I've heard him referred to exclusively in that fanfic my boyfriend found. Milo the janitor. Milo the janitor raped Screech today. I'm sorry. Milo the janitor did it to Screech again, and Screech was into it like a rapid homosexual. I'm sorry if your weird beat-off fanfic isn't <laughs> something I'm going to take as keen. Well, yeah. I'm sorry to, too, Ryan. To be to be fair, while I do agree that he's some sort of janitor-like figure, I don't think that fanfic is canon. I don't, I don't David. think he's... Well, the fanfic canon. David, you're the deciding vote. But I think David, canon. and we get it. Yeah, Milo had it. sex with Screech. That's very obvious. Thank you. But, uh, I don't. I think it's like maybe there's just a little mistake because I don't think he's necessarily the janitor that does the janiting. <laughs> I think he's like the manager of the janitor, like the maintenance. Oh uh, yeah, that could be manager who hangs out in the office. That yeah. makes plenty. That of makes sense. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like he's not the guy that like cleans up the barf that gets thrown up in the hallway. Yeah. But he's the guy that tells the janitor, hey, go yeah. clean up the he bar in the hallway. He janitor is going to clean up the bar. He's yeah. the head of maintenance. Yeah. 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 When I was a maintenance guy, we had a boss that didn't have to do the stuff we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's and like you got, and you guys wore like coveralls and he wore a suit and tie kind of a thing. Uh, it was all pretty casual. Yeah. You guys were all naked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then down the same hallway, Zach and Karen come down, lovey-dovey, arm-in-arm, and Miss Bliss is like, oh, I'm glad to see everything worked out. And then for no fucking reason whatsoever, Zach blows his cover, and he's like, see you in homeroom, Miss Bliss. Yeah, just had to make it through the week. Right. He couldn't even and make it ca- through a day. And then, even worse, Karen doesn't even catch him on it. Before she even has a chance to say anything, he, like, turns around and is like, uh... Did I say homeroom? Uh, it's a, it's an experimental homeroom, see? And then that's when she's like, okay, how many fucking experiments are you in, kid? You're clearly lying to me. He should have been like, homeroom, I thought, uh, you're, you're a home wrecker, Miss Bliss. And then he runs No, he should have said homeroom, I meant bone room. And uh, there is a little. <laughs> see in the bone room, Miss Bliss. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> right after Milo's done with Screech. <laughs> um, there's, <laughs> there's like an insinuation. <laughs> a major shipper. <laughs> there's an insinuation that isn't quite clarified that she's more upset about the lies than the fact that he's in eighth grade, right? Yeah, yeah. that's the 
that's the gist I take from it. Yeah. Which I felt like they could have hammered that home a little more. Like, yeah, because it's kind of like a, a it's a lesson type thing mm-hmm. for kids to learn. Also, though, because uh, Miss Bliss asks her something and Zach answers for her, which he never learns not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "How are you doing, Karen?" And he's like, "Karen is fine." <laughs> I'll tell you how Karen's doing. Yeah. Uh, and we next get a scene in Miss Bliss's classroom. Belding comes in and he tries to guilt her into going to this fucking meeting and she's not having it. And that's about all there is to that. This was a really important scene. Yeah, yeah there's no follow-up. Oh, I mean, he took her parking spot, so I <laughs> guess the damage is done. <laughs> that's another whole thing, I guess. I just... So this whole thing about Mr. Belding really wanting to give up this PTA meeting, and then he just doesn't, and he doesn't get to go, and that's it. And it's like... Uh-huh. That was a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> well, I think we're establishing Belding's character as, like, an ineffective principal. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the very first thing we get from him is him trying to find someone else to do his job for yeah. him. And, like, not having the power or authority to make them do it. Just being like, come on! And then failing. Yeah. yeah. Next scene, we are in Miss Bliss's house, which yeah. will be a recurring set for the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's kind of Do we busying think this about is a, uh, reuse set. It looks like someone's house. Don't we see people's houses? I, don't know. I feel well. I feel like this looks like the sort of prototypical '80s sitcom house. You are, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, there's the... is this like the living room we'd see for Zach or Lisa? But then we don't see any of that. I feel like in the first season or the like second season, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, you really, you really don't and until like, later. In why the wouldn't they use the set? I don't know. Yeah, but it's like you know, the couch is sort of in the middle of the room. There's a desk right by the front door. There's some kind of like seated window nook back behind the couch to give the space some depth. There's it's all a very stairway behind the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the doorbell rings, and she thinks it's her date, but it's actually Tina, because I guess we just needed some more Tina in this episode. So are they lesbians? Oh, yeah. Well, no. She's <laughs> Let's lesbian, track that. This is bisexual. You know, they, it's yeah. just how it goes. I think there's a lot of things in later episodes of this series to really underline that uh, that thought, Carol. Thank you. Yeah, I'm think... ready to have some angle on this season. I don't think they're into labels, you know. Yeah, you yeah, know, they, they, they are, are what they into are. Labia. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> serve serve that one me. right up, didn't you, Ryan? You're not gonna get boxed in, you know. You <laughs> uh... <laughs> <He> stamp. <laughs> so apparently, I guess Tina was gonna get flowers for Miss Bliss. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I don't. All right. That's the and, thing that but, happens. I don't know. Yeah, so she was going to get flowers, but she couldn't find a florist that was open, so now she's going to make flowers, and Miss Bliss is like, could you get the fuck out of my house? I have a date coming over. <laughs> what, and what, then the what doorbell rings. What did flowers for? What did Miss Bliss I... want flowers for? Well, so then the bell rings, and it's this guy named Brian, who's her date, and he has flowers for her, and that seems like a normal thing on a date, like, in this era. And so that's where I'm like, well, what was Miss Bliss going to give him flowers? Was like, was this supposed to be a look at how like a what a progressive woman she is? Or did she just want flowers for like the table to pretty things up? Or (laughs) this just feels like a flimsy excuse to shoehorn Tina into this scene for really no reason whatsoever. And it does seem like they're doing that thing. Like they're trying to have the Laverne and Shirley heat where we have strong women characters who are doing things. Mm -hmm. But. 
I don't I don't really know what Mrs. Bliss's whole deal is. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, especially in light of, of your lesbian comment, Carol, that he rings the doorbell, she opens the door, Miss Bliss comments on the flowers, and then Tina goes on this whole, like, spiel about, oh, how'd you find the flowers? And the floor saw it, and throughout that entire introductory scene, Brian has yet to say a single word himself. Yeah. So, tell, who is this date? Uh, his name is Brian. <laughs> no, but I mean, in, in, on, on, uh, in real life, he is played by an actor named Barry Jenner. Uh-huh. Um, I don't is believe he is. Bruce in, Jenner's. Yeah, I don't, I don't Caitlin. think he's of any relation to any Jenner's sure. that we know of. Uh, he, long career, let's find some interesting things here, uh, was on Knott's Landing, uh, for a long run, was on Dallas for 25 episodes, uh, was also on Falcon Crest (laughs) for, for a couple of episodes. He played Lieutenant Lou Murtaugh on Family Matters. Oh, that's who he is. He's Lieutenant Murtaugh. Totally. He's Carl's shitty boss. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which I never made the connection until now that Carl's shitty boss is named Murtaugh, which is Danny Glover's character in the Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, and he's supposed to be the same character. No, I don't think just, so. Just cause... like Carl's the same character from Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. It all comes together. Particularly since uh, Danny Glover is African-American and uh, Barry Jenner is not. Well, they wanted you guys to be able to tell them apart. <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> uh, and then his other recurring bit uh, was as Admiral Ross on Deep Space Nine. Hmm. But yeah, Lieutenant Murtaugh, remember when Carl watched his fish and then Urkel vacuumed up the fish? <laughs> did they try to find the did. replacement fish? I don't remember. I just remember that Urkel was like using his new invention. So why was Urkel over at <laughs> Carl's boss's Carl's house? Carl's boss's house. No, Carl was watching his fish for him when he uh-huh. went out of town. Oh, okay. And so, and so. Carl wasn't willing to go to his boss's house just to feed the fish. He actually needed them. They weren't going to build a new set just to explain the premise. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, uh, it is worth noting he played, like, the one decent admiral in the history of Star Trek. They kind of have a history of shitty admirals. And he was actually, yeah, usually the admirals show up just to, like, be a dick to the captains of the respective series. What about Admiral Akbar? He was a benevolent uh, leader. Yeah. <laughs> different, Austin. different. What about Admiral Akbar? It's a different trap. star. He knew what was it's going a on. trap, Austin. <laughs> he knew it was a trap. Uh, yeah. So next scene, we are in the Bliss dining room, and uh, I guess because we're gonna save some money, this date's just happening at Miss Bliss's house. Yeah. Yeah. This is their day. I mean, this is a fuck date. Yeah. Like, no. That, that means. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Bliss is DTF if she's just having her first date at dinner or dining. Yeah, she's like, "Come over, come over, and I'll make you dinner." Is a sex date. Now, to be and- fair, if at any point Miss Bliss says no, the date should respect that and not just force himself on her. But right, and not be like, "Oh, you invited me over for dinner. What'd you expect?" Yeah. Why? Why do we need to clarify that? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Uh, because we live in a society where some people need that clarified for themselves. Wow. Okay, which is which is sad. So for those out you there, and there's a court order that I must. Declare. <laughs> <laughs> to all the rapers at home, hey, stop some of the rape, you guys. Yeah. Exactly. That's one to grow on. But it, yeah. um, she's DC, this is where we she get. Wants, she just wants. Oh yeah, some... yeah. Well, she hasn't got any 
fucking dong in three years. No, she went to the died. sausage convention and nothing happened. <laughs> and she was totally disappointed. So she's just ready to just put it out to the world. At she's this point. disappointed she's not sore. Yeah. And uh, we get a little bit, like, a few shades of the original pilot in the idea that her job makes it difficult for her to date because he asks her to, like, come over to his house and he'll cook her gumbo. And she's like, oh, I have a some such me- faculty meeting that night. And it's it's kind of funny because we find out her date's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be an even bigger time conflict than being a teacher, particularly since, as we later in this episode, he has to leave early because he got Paige to go to some medical emergency. But yeah, but she's a teacher uh, who just lets her kids show up to her house anytime and just invites. Well, them. yeah, because then so then she goes to get dessert, and Zach's just like creepily watching through her window yeah, yeah. So, outside. What was Miss Bliss <laughs> planning on going back into the dining area with the apple pie and completely naked? <laughs> uh, she went into the kitchen to strip. How long yeah. was Zach waiting out there for? <laughs> and, like, it's a good thing she saw Zach there because. So this isn't getting you guys horned up before, <laughs> particularly. But this is definitely a fuck date. And when you say you're gonna go get the dessert, isn't that what you expect? Maybe yeah, a whipped ke- yeah. whipped cream bikini or something. Yeah, you're saying it's a good pie. thing that she noticed Zach standing there before she stripped off her clothes and then just like smeared the pie all over her body <laughs> and walked back into the dining room. It was like, here's dessert. That does sound pretty good. It does. <laughs> So then Zach comes in and tells her that Karen dumped him, and for some reason she tries, I guess because of the the earlier tension about her job or something, um, she she keeps Zach's presence a secret. Yeah. Yeah, my note is just tell the date what's happening. <laughs> just is- be like, one of my students came by, and I need to help him for a few minutes. Now, let's be clear. This is a student who was dealing with an issue, and her advice to him was that you shouldn't lie because they're going to find out eventually. And then right when she he shows up, her first reaction is to start lying to her date nonstop. Yeah. 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 So and they never make a much, point of that. So this is pretty much the end of her tenure as an authority. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like, though, that the Zach plot, like, that's the end. It's just that he fucked up and he has to learn to not be such a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 And then she starts talking about her dead husband, and it's sort of relevant and, like, actually sort of a character-building thing. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. when the ghost shows up, and he's like, <laughs> He's like, put on a whipped cream bikini! <laughs> <laughs> this shit's hot! I want to see it! So, yeah, we get a little routine where she goes back to the, her date, but it's too distracted to be... He's trying to be all, like, romantic and DTF, but yeah. she's distracted by Zach in the other room. Back, he thought oh, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. So then... He was so like, she, if I knew it was going to be that kind of party, I'd stuck my dick in the magic <laughs> So then she goes back to Zach and teaches him about heartache, where we learn about her dead husband, and it's all underscored by twinkly music, yeah. so we know... That this is the lesson part of the episode. That was rough, yeah. Yeah. And I can't, I guess we'll have to see moving forward. I can't remember if, like, all the Miss Bliss episodes shoehorn in the, like, twinkly music lesson or if that was just this one. Yeah, I couldn't remember either. I mean, they're definitely, I seem to think they're more, like, lesson learned than 
the the later Saved by the Bell, but I don't think they're ever quite so obvious about it. Well, well she's and then, also like, Zach, you're going to have to deal with a lot of heartache as you grow up. And I'm like, boy, are you wrong, Miss Blake. <laughs> you're going to only ever have one girlfriend. <laughs> and you're going to have the most charmed life of anybody ever. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is going to be pretty awesome, so I won't really... And then in 2008, you'll collapse the economy. <laughs> and there is, when, when Zach first shows up, he makes a comedy. He's like, you know, oh, how's your date going? And I think that was supposed to be, there's supposed to be like this running gag going that like everyone knows about this date that oh, she's yeah. having. Oh, yeah. It was eh, kind of worked, but it was not terribly great. Uh, so then her date comes in to leave and they do that whole thing where Miss Bliss thinks he's mad, but really he got paged to go to the hospital but she's too busy talking to let him explain that. So then she makes a bigger deal out of everything than she probably needed to. Well, but he does like walk in and he's like, I'm going to leave. And then he just starts leaving, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he seems kind of cool about everything, but we're never going to see him again. Really? Yeah. Well, not until he's Carl Winslow's boss. Right. Exactly. And, but exactly. then Zach shits on Cajun food. And I don't know. Cajun food's all right. Yeah, yeah Cajun food's good. And then uh I do like that she makes, the, when she's giving her whole spiel to Brian about, you know, this is my job and it doesn't end at the end of the school day and kids are always dropping by my house. And I'm like, <laughs> why are kids always dropping by your house? Why do they even know where she lives? Well, that was my other question. I'm like, how does Zach even know where she lives? And if they were always dropping by, wouldn't they just be comfortable with knocking on the door and not just yeah. standing there staring in <laughs> well, the kitchen window? He knew she had a date, so he was hoping to catch a glimpse of the infamous Miss Bliss dessert pie. I know, so do you think that he was just there to jerk off at her when she saw him? Like, he was trying to ease his sadness by peeping? I think he's there jerking off most nights. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, I mean, we'll see Zach at, at her house again in later episodes. And it's just like, that's just a thing that happens. Well, and then he gets pie, which is also a good reason. Yeah. So then pie. after she says goodbye to Brian, she goes back and, uh, Zach is feeling better and he compliments her pie. Yeah. She does have a very nice pie for a woman her age. Right. And, uh, and, and to your point, Ryan, she, she... Does ping pong pretty far. Or the ping pong, ping pong balls. <laughs> She's been doing her keggles. <laughs> <laughs> She's been shooting out bagels. She does make a, <laughs> there is, uh, to your point, Ryan, um, you know, the lesson is just heartache sucks. You're going to have to deal with it. And there's no Zach wins Karen back or comes out ahead anyway or whatever. It's just, he fucked up and he's going to have to learn from that. Yeah, a little bad for Zach missing out on that bikini party. Though. I yeah, know, right? I know. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a tough. That's why you should tell the truth. So Zach has learned an important lesson. David, what lesson did you learn from this episode? I learned that uh, Milo and Screech apparently fucked a whole lot. Yeah, like <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and then I guess I never picked up on that in the earlier times, but you know. You should have been reading weird <laughs> shit on the internet. What, one of the lines Bay really liked was, I can confirm that Screech's butthole hangs like a wizard's sleeve. <laughs> Oh, God. It was even better than that. Now. That means it's super loose. Confirmed wizard sleeve. Yeah, but it makes it almost sound like it's protruding in some weird way. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I, I guess it's worth <laughs> pointing out that uh, thanks to the, like, weird subplot with Belding wanting her to cover the PTA meeting and all the stuff with Tina and Milo randomly showing up, 
We only got like two screech scenes in this episode. Well, we'll get more. We will, but I feel like there's more characters and so we get less screech and it's also like a younger screech, so it's a more tolerable screech. That's right, like the it was still too too many. No, I mean, so let's be fair. The Miss Bliss episodes suck, but it's not because of Screech. <laughs> no, yeah. he's one of the least of the problems. Yeah. yeah. He seems like he's going to be like a star. It's crazy. <laughs> right? Uh, so, Carol, what did you learn uh, from so the, this I'm going to answer. So, I'm going to answer your first question with a question. Oh. This goes back to the college years. What does an owl think of Leslie? Ooh. That's it. <laughs> 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 I was going to be like, squaw. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to figure out how to answer that with a squaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely bird-centric. Yeah. Because mm. I wish we were talking about birds more. We so. should just talk about birds next week. <laughs> Bird talk. <laughs> Types birds, birds reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely will when we change. I like the toucan. The podcast that reviews every bird in the world. And then I just learned that the coolest director possible is named Peter Boners. Yeah. yeah. Look up his IMDb. Shit, yeah. <laughs> I should. Let's, let's see what happened here. While I do that, uh, Ryan, what did you learn? I learned two things. One thing is I learned that after a dinner date, you are not <laughs> entitled to sex. <laughs> I'm glad we taught you that now. I know. I should have probably learned that. It depends on how those dates went, Ryan. Well, yeah. And then during the the music, the gentle music, I learned that dead husbands don't lie. (laughs) Uh, Peter Boners. Yeah. Uh, uh... (laughs) Sorry. Boner is the funniest word in the English. Yeah, language. no, like he's just like a normal dude. He was born in in New Hampshire in 1938. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny because his name. I know. I uh, he's directed a lot of TV shows. <laughs> uh, a let's Boner's see. <laughs> he started in 1974 with an episode of Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> oh God. He 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 directed 29 episodes of the Bob Newhart Show. Oh, he, he said would. four episodes of Archie Bunker's Place. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, he directed, uh, let's see, nine episodes of Elf. Uh-huh. Uh, he directed, uh, let's see, Room for Two. Wings, 11 episodes of Wings. Wings yeah. is, we should review Wings, because nobody ever has ever watched that show, no, and it was on for like 12 years. Great, let's do 12 <laughs> years of Wings review. Have you ever seen an episode yeah, wait, of Wings? Wait, 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 now I got a question oh, yeah. for you. Austin knows yeah, where I'm going with like this. One. Maybe. Uh, Ryan or Carolyn, do uh-huh. either of you watch, have you ever seen a single episode of The Middle? No. <laughs> I saw a few Because it's been on, how many time. seasons has it been on? And I don't know anybody who's ever actually watched an episode of it. Someone was watching it one time, and they were like, this is The Middle, and I just assumed they were watching Malcolm in the Middle. And then I was like, where's the kid? That's and suspiciously like, no, like Malcolm in the Middle, I think. I told you guys, when I was in the eighth grade, in my English class, the only thing I really remember well, besides the OJ verdict, uh-huh. was um, there was a Hardy Boys book in the room, and one of the chapters was called A Big Boner. <laughs> and that'll never not be funny. I'll no, be 100 really years old, and that'll be funny. Uh, you guys, Peter Boners directed 93 <laughs> oh. episodes of Murphy Brown. Wow! Yeah! So he's worked with Great. the Max. 
potentially. Yeah, probably. Uh, he directed 12 episodes of Friends. Looks uh-huh. like, er, oh no, kind of mid-range Friends. 29 episodes so of Home Improvement. Do you think he gets a gig just because of his last name that people are... <laughs> Every time. Right? I think he gets it for his cocksure uh, directing style. Yeah. I hear he's kind of a dick, though. Yeah. <laughs> I hear he's a stand-up guy. <laughs> I I heard that he's a purple-headed warrior? I hear uh, he's a little stiff, though. (laughs) I hear he's useless for most of the day. I hear he gets, like, very excited for a few seconds, but then he's, like, really worn out for, like, the next half hour before he can perform again. And that pee comes out of him. I'm just, I'm disappointed that his middle name isn't like Dick or Richard. I know. Baldwin. It's Baldwin. So he's, so he's been <laughs> circumcised is what ba- you're saying. Baldwin Boners. I was really hoping it would be like Peter Richard Boners. Yeah. <laughs> like his parents just steered into that curve. Peter is a word yeah, for it. could have been Peter yeah. Harry Boners. That is, that Harry is true. Peter Boners. Peter, yeah. Peter Johnson. Peter Johnson Boners. Yeah, Harry Peter Boners. I don't know. It writes itself. <laughs> Or Peter. like Wang, Peter Wang Bonus. Penis man. His last credit was for two episodes of Shit My Dad Says in dollar 2011. Sign, pound, star, exclamation point, my dad says. So, so wait, he directed <laughs> two episodes, so he directed the whole series? Yeah, pretty much. Wasn't that like a yes. Twitter account that got made into a TV yeah. show? Yes. With, uh, was with it Shatner. better than Dog with a Blog? Yeah, that, that suggests well, I've seen I either no of idea. these things. But I mean, he's old, so I'm... I'm not surprised that he is done with with that. Austin, what did you learn? Oh, what did I learn? I learned that the key to a good lie is to work around the term <laughs> experimental as much or as possible. Or yeah. necessarily lie. Uh, Ryan, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I have a website. It's oh yes, very nice. That's ohyesverynice.com where you can look at my artwork. That's also my Twitter handle where I tweet up to five times a month. And it's my Instagram and uh that's all david how about you uh where where am i i'm on twitter i think i think it's at dr bits with the doctor spelled out and you can find me at the real gentleman of com. and carolyn hit us with your info I am carolynmain.com. That's www.carolynmain, like the street. You can find me at .com. You can find me, Carolyn Main, at Twitter. I'm on Tumblr. Look up Carolyn Main on Etsy. Pseudonym with three S's for extra juicy. So, such a great name. And it's easy to spell, too. Don't worry about it. And uh, Gmail and Facebook. And find me and hang out. And uh, we got cool stuff coming for you. Pow, uh, As for me, I am also extra juicy on Twitter at Austin Gorton. You bitch. And you can find my <laughs> writing online at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. I think we need a juice-off between Austin and Carol. Yeah. <laughs> juice, juice. As for the show, you can find us on Twitter at SBTB underscore reviewed. You can email us at SBTBreviewed at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page where you can chat with us. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, uh, anywhere you want to listen to a podcast, you can find us, whether you like it or not. 
Uh, if you haven't already, you can give us some money at Indiegogo, because even though we are reviewing Miss Bliss, we will still take your money. I mean, it's money's good. We like it. Give us $1 under we'll... our uh, new class goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's our threshold that we want to be. <laughs> and I mean, if you give us money, we'll like send you some cool stuff, yeah. too. So uh, it all works out for everyone. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for Saved by the Bell Reviewed. I am Austin Gordon, and I am off to put on the bikini I was too embarrassed to wear at the lake last summer. Oh no! Oh no! I thought he was building suspense for a moment. I know. No. So we still got David, and we don't have Austin. He's huh? frozen, though. He's not disconnected. Did Did Zach time out? Zach. Yeah, time out. Yeah. Don't oh, joke. I Don't get worry. it. Don't right? Worry. No, that's good. That is a good joke. I just was so into the tech. <laughs> You're the best so, around. Nothing gonna ever keep you down. Pull a turnhurst. They think we're nothing. Are we nothing? No! Pull a turnhurst. They think they got us. Do they got us? No, we ain't got hats or badges. We're a union, just by saying so. And the world will go. What's it gonna take to stop the wagons? Are we ready? Gonna take the stop the scabbers, can we do it? Yeah!
we'll do what we gotta do until we break the will of Mighty Bill and Joe.